0: we're here hello we
1: we are here
0: trade deadline it's not the deadline today even though before we started recording a flurry of trades started to come in but gentlemen anyways how are we today
2: good it's nice sunday uh we are back the three of us yeah it's exciting
0: we need need energy it's exciting we need i'm excited it's exciting i on, listen i can't wait for friday
1: i can't wait for friday when some random depth defenseman gets traded for a fifth-round pick. That's all. Um,
0: Shout-out to the TSN fourth-line winger song. Go find that. It's really, really funny. If you just type in fourth-line winger, it will come up on YouTube. Uh, I feel bad for James Duffy. Yeah. Alex tweeted about it. Um, it was just everyone's just egging on Chris Johnson, though, the crypto bro, was doing it. Um, Shout-out. I have to mention that he is every time I say his name. Uh, don't Don't judge me. Okay, guys. Oh, there's so much to start, so much to talk about. Oh goodness gracious! So, I think we should start with this. Is how the show is going to go today. Okay, we're going to open talking about Linus Allmark because a goalie goal happened, and that matters more than anything in the league. Okay, I was- didn't.
1: I thought you weren't going to start with that, and I was going to be very upset. No, no I-
0: Alex, it. I'm the goalie. I. He didn't think I was yeah. putting on my Instagram. I mean, I don't post a lot of stuff on my Instagram, but when I do, you know, I, I care about. Yeah, it,
2: so. a Boston post at it as well exactly surprising.
0: but you have to have respect for the gold legal anyway we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about some of the trades um the dawn being traded uh we're a habs and Leaves podcast so we got to talk about that um ivan Barbashev is a vegas golden knight we don't have the details yet which is always annoying but shout out for them making the trades before the show especially the dawn one thank you can't use um we're going to talk about kane and the rangers because it's basically going to happen any day now um Orlov and Hathaway are Boston Bruins. Craig Smith is now a capital. I feel so bad for him. i um, going to just quickly check on what's going on with Shikrit and Gabrikov and that. Uh, the Zaitsev trade, uh, talking about Nashville being open for business. Timo Meyer could be done within the next 24 hours. Um, Carolina, what are they doing? The Sens, JBR. Stuff about Vegas I want to talk about because Alex is here now. Last night, uh, San Jose retiring Patrick Marlowe's number. I wanted to talk about Craig Berube and everything to do with there in Pittsburgh and that game between them and St. Louis, whatever, whatever. Um, stuff on hockey night, Jeff Merrick talked about. Um, also stuff about Joe Quinnville and that. Note on Pat Hickey. And, of course, at the end of the show, I just want to give our best to uh, Spencer Knight because that guy's going through a lot. Anyway, to start the show, gentlemen, I think we should talk about Patrick game because it is the biggest story. Um, no offense to I said, thought we Katie were going to start off. with the goalie goal. Oh, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was, sorry. Yeah, I was yeah, surprised. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> sorry. we got to go, we gotta go okay. I, even, I even put here hockey's version of catching the golden snitch a goalie goal. Uh, empty nether, apparently the second time it's ever happened to Vancouver, a goalie scored on them. Linus huh. Allmark will probably win the of this year.
2: Yeah.
0: Has a good chance of winning a Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins. Everything is going right there, including a goalie goal. The first one since Pecorino in like 2019. 2020. Wait, it was 2020. So, was yeah. it? A, I'm going to save face and hope it was in the 1920 season. Or I'm going to look very silly. But I anyway. think so. Yeah. Three years.
1: Yeah. Wow. Three years. Well, Daniel, I want you to start because you do own him in <laughs> uh, fantasy. So, I just want to know how it feels to have a goalie, even though you get zero points. Yeah, it's great. To have. Um,
2: Again, a waiver pickup. I mean, no one. Drafted yeah. him.
1: yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I didn't even get him in the first two weeks. I got him like the third or fourth week.
0: What were we doing?
2: Which was crazy. And, you know, I reaffirming what I loved about picking him up. And before I could even check Yahoo Fantasy, Steve Dangle already tweeted it out that I'm not going to get any points for the goal. And he confirmed it. So, you know, Let him enjoy the moment in reality, but he still had a solid performance in fantasy. So I'm happy about it. Uh it's just crazy, like the way like we've mentioned already, like the Bruins, the way they've been, the way they've been playing, the way they've been trading for. It's it's just like they're tacking on every single thing they could think of and accomplish it in the in the regular season, at least for now.
0: So (laughs) I just I haven't actually looked at his numbers and his stat line for a couple months now. He has started 37 games. He has 30 of those as, as as wins, four losses, one overtime loss, a 938 state percentage. So first off, uh, fantasy, I wish there was a custom option where we could make it that if you score like a goalie goal, like I would make it a thousand points. No joke. I would make it a thousand points like it is that big a deal. Daniel um, just
1: wins his week, like
0: that there's yeah, no, he should listen. Yeah. as commissioner of our fantasy league, I long. am declaring that no longer <laughs> <laughs> that, that listen. I'm gonna say this as, as commissioner of, of our fantasy league. For now. listen. right now, Alex is pro- Alex shut up. Let me just get through this. Um, listen. Alex is probably the favorite to win the league. him Scott two me three, probably. Um, I want to say that no matter who wins, Daniel, you are the real winner in my heart because you got a goalie goal. The fact that that doesn't count in fantasy, I don't care what you have to do, like add something. That is incredible. Like I wonder, do they get points for assists too? Like I got a, I think that's something we have to think about here, but you know, still Um, good for Omar. That's so cool.
2: Are you saying I'm the real MVP?
0: Yeah, man. You got a goalie goal. Of course. This, there, nothing in hockey gets everyone excited quite like a goal eagle. They're just, there's such a big deal. You, you, you
1: brought up his stats there, and I remember when we did the uh, the halfway award show, way too early halfway award show. The two-on-one podcast yeah,
0: award show, come on.
1: We, we I don't know if it was a consensus Connor Hellebuck that we all picked, or I remember, I'm pretty sure I picked Connor Hellebuck at least. And, I, and honestly, again... This was back then. I feel like you just gotta with those stats without the goalie goal. You kind of just it, it's such an incredible season that yeah, um, uh, Al Marcus having.
0: I will be- say, I actually saw something about um Hellebuck's advanced numbers. His like saved above average is like apparently like it's it's getting past peak price the way he's playing this season. That's um, cool. but yeah, but goalie goal trumps all of it. Sorry. Goal Eagle. Sorry, Hellebuck. Goal legal. Yeah, sorry. you score a goal. Golden Connor Snitch, Hallibuck. man. Yeah, yeah. Daniel has them too.
1: Oh, do you have Connor Hellebuck
2: Yeah, I too? have both of oh, them. Of course you do. God. Connor Hellebuck, I did draft. But yeah, Allmark was a pickup.
0: Oh,
1: uh, yeah. I remember the draft. I think... Adam and I were trying to be like sneaky with our goalie. So I end up I picked Sorokin because freaking Elias Sorokin. But then I also picked Jack Campbell because I'm like, ah, the goalie wins. And then, Adam, did you draft Matt Murray or did you No, pick him up? I,
0: I picked him up months into the oh, season.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay. Who did you pick for your goalies? Markstrom, which uh,
0: which I really uh, thought was gonna work, (laughs) and And has been an all-time fail. He's been a free agent for months, and no one's touched. him. And and then, like in like the third last round, I got Bennington because I thought the Blues will get some wins, (laughs) and they are not getting wins. It is not going well in St. Louis right now. I mean,
1: he's showing the passion, so it's okay.
0: You'll see, in a way, he has. You know, we'll get to that a little later because okay. I really wanna I like I think I we need to talk about Barube. Like I really I think he's getting mm-hmm. way too much of a pass right now. Anyway, we should go on. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. my goalie goal, love to see it. Okay, trades. You know what? Because we're talking about the Bruins, we might as well actually start with the fact that technically a three way trade happened, but then again it doesn't really count because it's just
2: Does to- Minnesota have all this money, by the way?
0: Um. I, yeah, I thought they would have been so tight against the cap with the buyout stuff, but
2: you know they're Oh, because I think. Yeah, and then, I mean, they didn't sign Kevin Fiala, and then they get the Matthew Boldy one. It it's in, it kicks in next year. Yeah. Anyway,
0: anyway, um, the move is the Washington Capitals acquire Craig Smith. My God. Uh, a first this year, a second in 2025, a fourth in 2024. Uh, Minnesota is there to help with the money. They get a fifth from Boston. And in exchange, the Bruins receive, um, as you've probably seen said, one of the most Boston Bruin play style depth guys ever with Garnet Hathaway and defenseman Dmitry Orlov. Daniel, by the way, you and I threw out the possibility that maybe yeah. they could go get uh, Dmitry Orlov. Uh, it happened. So we are hashtag confirmed insiders.
2: Yes, we are. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Monahan happy happy for, to have that role. Uh, Mon- Monahan for McDavid. One for one will happen. Um, shout out to Monahan not going on the California trip. So he's not getting traded. God damn it. Um, what's happening within Montreal, please. But um, listen, the, the, the Bruins, I think here have made um, the decision. Thankfully. So for their fans to not send these assets for Gavrikov and instead get one of the most underrated defensemen of the past couple of years, in Dmitry Orlov, um, as a biased hockey fan, this is a tremendous move for the Bruins, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. They literally, like, listen, the rumored price for uh, Vladislav Gavrikov is a first and a third. That's the price. They, got, they paid that. They paid a second- and then they paid a fourth for the retention, which they probably would have done for Gavrikov too. They put a paid for the retention, I imagine. Um, and then they also got Garnet Hathaway. Like, the, I think this was the su- superior deal. If you're looking at the two, I think this is the superior deal. You're getting the better defenseman 100%. Uh, Maybe I'm way too low on Vladislav Gavrikov, but I think you're getting the much superior defenseman in Dimitri Orlov, and you're getting a guy in Garnet Hathaway who will very much fit on your fourth line with absolutely no problem. So, man, the, it, the, the it's turning into an absolute arms race in the East.
2: What I like about this is they definitely got two people. What you said, Alex, they complement what Boston already built there. And Garden Hathaway, I'm thinking, you know, him playing with Trent Frederick, that's already like a gritty, yes. nasty yes. line, and someone like Dmitry Orloff, it's just gonna add to a, a, they already have there. It's a guy that he's proven, despite having so many trade requests in the past, finally gets to a team where he gets to compete again. Like I don't know what the Capitals are gonna do beyond this season. I know that Ovechkin lost a few games there because um his dad passed away and then they went 0 and 5 without him. And it's just not looking like you no know, this might be like we always mentioned last dance but I don't know what Washington is going to do unless they retool. And for Boston, I think it's it's they saw what we all saw already is that this is the year to go all in because like I said it before like they've gotten so lucky with the way Their players have been playing, you know, the way they've been aging. The way they got David Krejci back, like if you're gonna have someone like that, so many of these things going right for you, then that is the time to go all in. And I don't think they overpaid in any
1: way. I just I want to provide the context of what their defensive pairings look like right now, because we always talk about Carolina being the best, one of the best, if not the best, in terms of depth. This is their first pairing. Grizzlick and McAvoy. Then you have Lindholm and Brandon Carlo. Uh, and then on your third pair, you have Derek Forbart and Dimitri Orlov.
0: Uh, huh. That's so dumb. Like, everything has gone right for the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Ignore this. Ignore their goaltending being great. The depth looks great. Felino sort of found a role. But on top of all of that, Mentioned Gretzky, Zaka has been good. DeBrusque as well, coming back. Really, you can tell wants to stay. The, the trade request being gone and being as effective as he's been, everything is going right for the Bruins. It's almost like sometimes winning the cup. Like Colorado, there was a story there. It just feels like the Bruins are meant to win this year. Uh, to Washington, you know, and also to to add on your thing of missing Ovechkin, they've also missed John Carlson here for periods of time. Uh, Tom Wilson missed the start of the year. Um, it's tough there. It's tough. Um, now, apparently, I wanted to find this because I saw something on Twitter. Actually, before I say that, uh, it's funny that, obviously, uh, Orlov and Hathaway, um, the Leafs, O'Reilly and Achari, the Rangers, Tarasenko, and Nico Mikola. And Patrick. And, and we're, Patrick. Yeah, but and Alex, <laughs> Alex, let <laughs> me I do my thing. Um, what I mean is, it is the year of the two-player tree. A.K.A. instead of just getting the one rental, everyone's packaging guys. Everyone wants two guys. So I saw somewhere, I'm trying to find exactly where I had it here. Give me a minute as I stall. Um Darren Dreger tweeted that apparently Chickering is a player of interest for Washington. So it's interesting that we looked at um, St. Louis and Washington are two teams that we've seen. They're retooling now. They have newly found draft capital. They've been linked to players like Meyer and Chickering. Washington has been linked to Meyer, but you know what I mean, right? Um, it is creating a bit of intrigue leading up to the deadline, which I do appreciate. And obviously, we know Chickering in St. Louis. Going back to last year, there was always whispers about it. Maybe Washington retool, bringing in Chickering. That'd be pretty nice.
1: They, and and considering they have one defenseman under contract past this year, that. that that's pretty much what you could imagine. Like it, getting, not getting rid of trading. Okay, let's call it calling this season. It's what it is. They're trading Dmitri Orlov and Garden Hathaway. They're not. Maybe they're not sellers, but let's call them sellers. Then bringing in Jacob in I, I think, would be a uh, bright spot. For a season that really hasn't gone to plan considering how their summer went.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think we mentioned with so many generational talent that, you know, as long as you have someone on the uh, on your team like that. Uh, you we will get to that, Adam. Um, I kind of feel that you have to always kind of retool quick or go all in we talked about the Sidney Crosby factor I think with Ovechkin that things you can't you can't just let things get go to the wayside I know that we have had a lot of injuries with that but you still have to just keep on adding to, for as long as he wants to play and uh, yes Adam we'll go to it
0: breaking news per Darren Dreger we have the details of a trade that was announced before the show started three hours ago yeah, uh, and that is the St. Louis Blues have traded Ivan Barbashev. The team is Vegas. The return is, I believe, 2021 20, first-round pick, Zach Dean. No draft capital. Now, Drager also tweeted earlier in the day that this does not take Vegas out of the Timo Meyer sweepstakes. Um, anything else you guys wanted to mention? Because, Daniel, I cut you I cut you off there. Um, anything else you guys want to say on that note before we quickly go to Meyer? We won't spend long on Meyer because it could happen any moment now. But anything else you guys want to say before we go there?
2: One thing, yes. Yeah. Um, it's funny because when we did the uh, emergency podcast episode when uh, Jack Eichel was traded, and then we asked ourselves who are who are the picks Vegas are keeping like their first round picks, and like oh no, don't worry, they have Zach Dean still.
0: Not anymore.
2: And not anymore.
0: <laughs> okay. With that, Meyer, this is what's going on. So last night on Thirty Two, no, uh, yeah, Thirty Two Thought Hockey Night Edition. God damn it, Uh Elliot Friedman said first off, it looked like that. First off, when they gave the team of Meyer an extension, was sort of unlikely um, for it sort of trading in. That right now teams are sort of pushing San Jose to finally make a decision. Now, at the time, he did say that the team's still interested and still still in because teams are really being narrowed down here were Vegas, New Jersey, and at the time he said Carolina. Now this morning, things moving fast. Pierre Lebrun has been on this all morning. He said that apparently late last night, Carolina were told they were out. We'll get to Carolina in a second because Frank Sarabelli said a little bit on them. Um man, if they swing. We got to be careful here because we can sound so at the risk of recording this time of the year. Um, But Vegas, um, talk about, you know, um, they have cap space right now because of Mark Stone being on LTIR. Shout out to uh, Connor, not Connor, uh, Michael Hutchison being called up. Never get rid of him. Um, If they bring in Meyer, they bring in Barbershop. Well, we know Barbershop is in, but did they add Meyer to that mix? And then Mark Stone's back at some point in the playoffs? Man, I wouldn't count out Vegas. I wouldn't count them out.
2: There's A lot of like two-way players there. I, I'm liking, you know, if they they already have get Barbashev, Mark Stone comes back, and then you get Timo Meyer. It's a very, uh, you know, gritty but responsible
1: forward group they're gonna have there. Mm-hmm. It'll be for uh, the West, which let let's be frank, isn't particularly strong this year i think for vegas if they do end up loading up already leading the already leading the pacific um just i think makes him that much better when mark so eventually does come back and i think it not necessarily keeps him afloat but getting Timo meyer um would would I think solidify them as first in that division without a without a shadow of a doubt. In my opinion, uh, I can't see the teams behind them catching up. Um, but I will say, since we're on the topic of Meyer and you brought up New Jersey, if and I know we're going to get to this, but it, it all it, it comes back to if the Rangers get Patrick Kane, the Rangers already have Tarasenko and Mikalet. And the New Jersey Devils stand pat. That's tough. That mm-hmm. that that is very tough. And right now, it looks like it's going to be a Rangers Devils first round matchup, dude. Walking into that that first round series, I I would and and you don't make a swing. That's tough. And like Timo Meyer, is more than a swing. It's not a rental it's a guy who you keep moving forward and I think if you're the Devils you have to make that move like to me it's the the most obvious look at the names that are now off the board Meyer is the most obvious move to make and it's the move that will make your team better for sure there's not even a chance it doesn't
2: yeah I like that uh you brought up you know the Devils the Rangers in a potential first round matchup. It's pretty exciting, I think, for the game because it's been so long. I'll say what twenty twelve. Both teams have been competitive; they've both been contenders. That we could really see something like that again. Um, we bring back all the old series of you know Lundqvist versus Brodeur. So we'll see how that goes. But it would be a crazy thing. I've just been thinking about this right now because you know Patrick Kane is from Buffalo, but you know he did a lot of his development and his play in you know, neighboring New Jersey. What happens if he goes to New Jersey? <laughs> you just bring uh, it up there so. as a hypothetical.
1: Uh, uh, listen, I think it's all set in stone. He's going to New York. They're making okay. all the moves to make <laughs> that happen.
0: But Let's touch there then. Patrick Kane. Okay. He's going to be a ranger in a few days, maybe. Today, maybe. So here's the how end it of looks. The week. Yeah, he's going to be a ranger. He's going to be a ranger. Uh, so, this was last week. Reports started servicing. It looks like the, that the, the Rangers were still interested in Patrick Kane. And it sounds like the price is going to be ridiculously low. And we maybe have a Claude Giroux situation where Patrick Kane wants to be a Ranger. That's the only place he's going to go. And the return's going to be pretty crap. So, this is what's happened. Um, Vitaly Krafsov was traded to Vancouver yesterday. Jake Lecision was waived. Now, this tweet is from Puckpedia. Um, as you, before I say that, obviously, for this trade to work, Patrick Kane is going to have to be double retained. Now, obviously, it's been said that there are teams out there like Montreal, Minnesota, that you know, obviously will try and you know, broker some of that to get draft capital if they're the second team to retain. So, um, the reason I mention that is because uh, they're going to bring up Kane's cap here, and obviously, we all know he makes. $10.5 million, but this is taking into account if he's retained. Um, so yeah, from Buck PD on Twitter, after trading Krafts off, uh $875,000 cap hit, uh, the Rangers have 433 k projected cap space, which can fit $1.67 million annual cap hit today. If Lecision's $767K down tomorrow, because he was waived yesterday, um, Kane can fit at $2.625 million on March 1st. Alternatively, could fit Kane Souter by putting uh Lingren on LTIR and apparently he was in a sling the other day, or other players off of the roster. More likely it's probably gonna be Lingren on LTIR or they wait until March first. It's a waiting game. I uh, it's the worst kept secret in the league right now. He's gonna be a New York Ranger.
1: All right, guys. It was cool. Uh, let's report back in May when it's Boston and New York in the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Man, <laughs> uh, you think ESPN's just like oh, best American market. And just Gary's like ah, oh, thank God. Yeah, not as good as probably his you, ideal like Arizona-Columbus matchup, but it's it's there.
1: <laughs> Gary Gary heard Gary heard the the uh, whispers of Edmonton and then said no. That's not happening. Made a he, call and said yeah, no on my watch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: I hate it
1: so much. It, oh man, it's gonna be okay. yeah. Not surprised. Like man. Just get did. it done. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick I, of the rumors. But I like the period of reflection.
0: What oh, because <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. For anyone who didn't see this, please explain the period of so, reflection. Uh oh
1: my god. yesterday morning ish, the Uh, I think it was through LeBron or it was through Dreger, one of the two. Uh, There was a quote from Kane's agent, uh, Pat Brisson, who said that Patrick Kane will be flying back to Chicago uh, and essentially for some type of period of reflection. And I'm like, what period of reflection, sir? We all know where you're going. Are you reflecting back on your time in Chicago? I just I just want to he's know hitting what, up all his favorite spots. I, I, I just time. want to know what the period of <laughs> reflection is for. He's listen, let's be let's be real. We all knew he wants to go to New York. That was the only option. And I'll tell you how we all know. Did everyone see the quote after Tarasenko got traded? That's pretty bold. Listen, I'm not criticizing him for saying that. All I'm saying is we've known for like three weeks. I don't know, like you know, he has your...
2: to talk to the uh, local the local businesses, the coffee shop he's gonna miss. Uh, you know, he 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 grew into a man in Chicago. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I mean, they could
0: have done a better job raising him off the ice, uh,
2: But, yeah. you, know, that's just, but that's just... you know, it's I always think about that too. Just like maybe this is a common thing we don't know of. Maybe there is really a period of reflection before a player know he's gonna be dealt. Like you think Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Did that, did that in you're St. Louis? Them, no, Daniel. Him you're giving
1: them credit. way too much. You're giving him and his agent too much credit. All they had to say was, "Like the Flyers, did did it too." It's like we're just resting him. No, you're not resting JVR. We all know what you're doing, guys. Like all he had to say was, "We're not playing. He's not playing because he's going to be traded this week." One it's last that Philly steak, dude. He's like, it's so they try to make it so much more complicated. Arizona had it had it first, man. Trade related reasons. I'll give them respect for that.
0: So. I just want to read to you guys this Kevin Weeks. That, yeah, there's not much else to say with Kane to be no, honest. No, no, no. Um, this is from Kevin Weeks two minutes ago. This is a very confusing-sounding tweet. Um, if Vancouver decide to move stud goalie um, Dr. Demko, I can see the following. Penguins have multi All-Star goalie and BC native Tristan Jari. Buffalo have young goalie and L.A. stacked with young players and prospects, Patterson and Copley under contract as well. So I'm guessing he's trying to say, man, Kevin, you need to just, it's annoying because then he he, he tags, like, he does hockey Twitter, he tags the NHL network, ESPN and NHL. Kevin, if you didn't do all those tags, you'd probably fill in the rest of the tweet. So I'm assuming- Sorry, like sorry. they like no. there there it is
1: also oh, there's i just wanted to see the video of the top of his head though i was no it's I'm really disappointed what's up on each other you would also
0: be <laughs> we prefer that for me kevin so i'm is he trying to say a swap for though i don't know what he's i think exactly. he's just
1: i think he's saying if the, he's moved those are the three teams
0: let's just let's get it's this just done, an opi- it's
1: just opinion i guess
0: <laughs> oh, okay well yeah so that's okay um thank you kevin Oh, okay. He mentioned trade-related reasons, Alex. Here are some of the, the guys who are out right now for trade-related reasons. Uh, now, James Van Reemstykes a bit of an asterisk because apparently he's banged up. It's not too serious, but he sat last night. Um, Patrick Kane, not exactly, period of reflection, but whatever. Sam Lafferty, uh, Jake Lecisions, uh was being sat. Um, Luke Shen is being sat. Gavrikov and um, our good friend Jacob Chikorin. Oh, God, just get it done. Okay, uh, from here, we should mention, first off, uh, some stuff last night from Hockey Night in Canada, 32 thoughts. I can't find where I put the James Van Riemsdyk stuff. Oh, no, hold the way. There it is, from Jeff Merrick. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, some of the teams interested include Dallas, Minnesota, and Vegas. Now, I think it's safe to say that maybe Dallas are out on that with the addition they made, which we'll talk about in a second, the dawn Vegas just made their move. So I wonder if that's Minnesota now. Um, but yeah, hey, maybe that's going to happen. Or I guess.
1: he can come back to Toronto. I mean, why not? Yeah, I, I would like though, that.
0: Even though going to Elliot Freeman, we'll talk about the Sens a little later, but them and the Leafs are looking for D. You gave me the transition, Alex. I had to uh, Toronto have really started focusing on the position and they don't care about handedness. Who is the tie? Tar- I know we talked about it last week, but did Pick you guys? Jacob think- no. I mean, you know, I think uh, I
2: think
1: Alex
0: would be fine with chicken but-
1: I would be more than fine. Listen, like I've I've warmed up to the idea of Luke Shen. I just I don't know. I I, I guess there. I I don't know. I I'm I'm not particularly. I wouldn't particularly be happy with gavrikov at the price they're asking for um i don't know I, I i the way friedman uh talked about it made it out to seem like jake mccabe's kind of out of the question because it doesn't seem like they're looking for someone with term so again it's a pure rental what are the other options that, that, that are good enough like you know what i mean like again that's why to me it i i, I would take luke shen over vladislav gavrikov 10 times out of 10 so that that's that to me so if we're talking about a deaf defenseman yeah i guess i'm very warmed up to the idea of of um luke shen unless i'm missing someone massive that i cannot think of
0: there was actually a health update on one of the big name defensemen last night if you want to hear it
1: yeah sure traveling
0: traveling with his
1: team uh, no 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 he i'm just stop
0: enough
1: enough no i'm not how much I, is he making Four point 4. five million. 3.4 oh, not 3.4 so the leafs need, the need a broker team 10. again i mean uh, yeah, you know he's not uh, No, no no oh. he has another year left how does the i just he frequently exactly
0: term. there you go you're fine you only justin hall he's the leaving the leafs don't they oh, don't want
1: term what did the leafs he specifically Made it out yeah, to see him. It's that fine. The Leafs it's fine, get.
0: though. Yeah, but Edmondson, low, low cost. You know, Justin Hall. He makes Giannis. three point
1: four five million dollars. What low and, cost? And,
0: and he is a Stanley Cup winner who can play in the top four. Maybe not his ideal place. If you, but anyway, um, Alex. Come he on, hasn't you, played you, you all year. No, he's, no,
1: he's barely played.
0: Okay, yeah. He, he's he has. He's played. barely he played. Has played. He, he has, has played.
1: barely played all year. Last yeah, and year, he, and, you, and he's
0: come back and he's trying because he's full of character.
1: Wow, that sounds like Nick Foligno. Oh, is that right. worth the first? No. All right. <laughs> anyway. Listen, I'm I going to, Alex, I mean to Alex, shoot down your hopes, you but not to the, the Leafs. I you didn't know I had to take it. I said rental, and you gave me a guy with a year left.
0: Listen, I'm just saying that, you know, have some respect. Uh, we can talk about one Habs trade, though, that happened before the show started that you can't use.
1: <laughs> Honestly.
0: Um, the most unremarkable stretch is a Hab. Evgeny if- Come is gone. Yeah. Um, Man, you know that it just it did not work. It did not work in Montreal. Um, so if Gandhi Tidonov is reunited with Pete DeBoer in uh, in Dallas, uh, in exchange the Canadians get Dennis Gurionov, who has finally been man. Is there not a guy who we just forgot about who just sounded like was on his way out for years, like Dennis Gurionov in Dallas? Um Yeah, was
2: gonna it was. thing think it's. I mean, they both moved in forty-eight hours or twenty-four hours. Uh Vitali Kratov and that's true yeah. Dennis, that's true. <laughs> not the two guys ever like, will they go will they not will they be part of a bigger package we don't know
0: uh so really what it is is you know the stars have been looking for a middle six winger um maybe a guy who can play with Tyler Sagan they get that if few changes and on off um the Canadians apparently Pierre Lebrun was talking about um, they couldn't see themselves getting like more than a third or even the third out there, third round pick. So instead they go for the reclamation project and Dennis Goriano. um, you know, he's 25 now. Um, he is a guy who plays with a lot of speed, which fits into the philosophy that the team is building. Um, you know, I, I think it's a perfectly fine trade, nothing to scream about. He is an RFA at the end of the year. So there's team control, but, um, yeah, it, no, it fits I, the Kent Hughes philosophy of buying low on a, on a, like a, on a process, on a sort of, not a prospect, he's 25, but the buying low on a sort of reclamation project, you can say.
1: I want you to scream. Why? Come on. I don't know. Sometimes just scream. Don't scream into the mic. That's
0: why I'm backing
1: up. Just, I feel like but you, I feel like you need to scream but, about. N- well, I mean, what if Dennis Gurianov wins you a game or two or
0: something? Yeah, there, like, it, is. there it is. Oh,
1: because oh, they're going to give him care. the minutes.
0: Well, everyone's hurt.
1: Yeah, Doc
0: is out indefinitely. Um, Arbor Jacki is done for this season. Mike called it. Chris Mike,
1: Mike called it.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. Um, so I mean, yeah, he'll he'll play. Yeah. of course he'll play. By the way, King Gould is joking. back apparently because Shu Min got sent down. Um, but you know, I just I'm just joking. I'm okay with it. I mean, like, it's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's just, it's yeah. a shame it didn't work with them. This like, may maybe their only trade of the deadline, which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, There's just, there's no bad way to look at this. Like, I think you had texted it this morning. Like they got him for what? For Shea Weber's
0: contract. And I remember at the time I thought they'd have to give something up to dump that contract. And they got yeah. a warm body. Now I was hoping he would score some goals and get a second,
1: yeah. but
0: I mean, it's a mid trade. Yes, it is what it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um. And you know, what? I'm happy that at least for Dodonov, he'll go to a coach. He was a good Golden tonight, man. Um. I like it for the stars too. He um, was a
1: great duck for a couple right. hours.
0: Yeah, man. Never forget. Never forget. Poor guy. <laughs> I do kind of feel bad that he went through all of that, but. Yeah. Um. But there you go. Fantastic. Oh, okay, from here. Oh, God, this is annoying. 32 thoughts, Jeff Merrick. Oh, I hate this. The Preds are open for business. The only non-starters, the untouchables, Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, and UC Soros. Now, this came out of nowhere. Apparently, Dante Fabro for Jeff Merrick will most likely be dealt before the deadline and mentions maybe the Sharks are a fit. Uh, Tan, as mm-hmm. you know, is also receiving a lot of interest he mentions Dallas as a fit. I don't know if that's still going to fit. Um, but we mentioned, by the way, I forgot to put it on the on the dog here. Nashville moved one of their best pieces. And Nino rider got a second, like next year. Um, but it looks like the Preds are going to do it. They're going to maybe retool, rebuild there. I didn't think they ever would.
2: I yeah. love. Oh, we called it insiders. Yeah. We called it. We, we said Nino
0: Niederreiter is the only piece they can move. I mean, hashtag insider elite. You are good. You're welcome. Yes. Winnipeg. By the way, nice. I like that for Winnipeg a lot. Nino yeah. Niederreiter, especially with the extra year.
1: It, it, it's because they're. I love how we talked about will they go all in? Will they not go all in? They're not going all in. It's just. It's it's, they they were they had it spot on like they're that's their philosophy they're just not gonna go all in they could have they re could have tried to go get Meyer but whatever it is what it is Nino Nirai is fine I'm sure they'll pick someone else up and go from go from there but the Preds yeah I'm 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 glad we called it Adam you had it first a couple weeks ago
0: I did um, I did, I did.
1: My favorite part is like, who are they going to trade? And and then you're looking, it's like, I don't know.
0: Literally, da, just da, you know, neither. Right?
1: <laughs> and uh, and then they're two RFAs, and everyone else is a mystery.
0: That was so out of left field. Fabro's going to get dealt. Like that just feels very. I
2: thought he's a guy they would keep. I'm surprised.
0: I guess because it just hasn't worked out. Maybe it's just sort of needs a new set of scenery. And remember
2: I the story that. there with him, and just you know, we're going to be. Cont- Tent with his slow development, let him go to the real juniors, let him go to the NCAA, then you know, bringing him up gradually.
0: Yeah, if I'm New Jersey, sorry, Alex, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. If I'm New Jersey, I think I would really like Tanner Juno. They need more of that type of player. You know what I mean? I think him and Meyer, you know, we've talked about in our many group chats. You know, Mike and I especially that you know maybe there's a thing of do New Jersey have enough playoff type players? Um, The way Juno plays the game. I I would, if I'm them, um, I get him and Meyer. But if you have the available cap and assets afterwards, I would, I would get Tanner's, you know, too. I think that's the type of player they need.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say, he obviously didn't mention it, but like if I would, listen, color me. I wouldn't be surprised if the Leafs were interested in Dante Fabro.
2: I was going to say that. Yes.
1: Right-hand shot.
0: Like, wait wait where did he play where did he, he, he did know he
1: played uh college he played college oh, NCAA. Yeah. I'm oh, all I'm it. saying is I wouldn't be surprised
2: a younger guy
0: right defenseman too mm-hmm.
1: great
2: name
0: oh Dante Fabro that is an all-timer that's an yeah. all-timer name I mean you know uh what do we know his contract situation or yeah he like has
1: it, no I have it up he this okay. last year of a deal at 2.4 he's an RFA Arab eligible
0: god yeah that's such a dubious
1: move that's like such a dubious even move. listen i know uh free or merrick made it seem like tanner janeau was gonna be pricey or costly that is another guy if i'm the least i would definitely take a look at you know what i mean like uh, what's your ideal package i don't i don't ah. know uh, it's going to be, it's pricey is where what the what's, issue is. Uh,
0: what's your nose contract situation looking like?
1: Same thing. R, uh, okay. RFA are eligible at the end of the year.
0: And with how he's played this year, you know, he hasn't had as much puck luck. He could probably get him a reasonable price too. Um, just some other stuff quickly. Uh, Frank Saravelli said that um even with the Canes being out on Meyer, uh, they're still on the hunt for increased firepower and finishing touch. Uh, finishing touches, uh, oh, like finishers, like scorers. Uh, mm-hmm. they've also made calls in recent days looking for a left shot deep to upgrade their defensive core. Uh, Jacob Chikrin.
1: Sorry, the the Carolina Hurricanes are looking to upgrade their defensive core. Is see, that what he said?
0: See, here's the thing. They they do that a lot. I, I don't care. They yeah. always make a move for a D. Like Brady Shea, even Brett Hurts.
1: Yeah, but their left side is Slavin Shea and Calvin Dehan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> What? Yeah, go get, get dude, go get Jacob Trigger. Oh, this stop. Maybe they go get uh no, no Shenzo right D, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but
1: Maybe like, they get know. Jake McCabe. Oh
0: uh,
1: no. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out it. there.
0: Yeah. But he's also a right D, isn't he? No, left. Oh, he's left? Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it would be cheaper. You know, lefty aren't worth as much. Um but they except know, for Team early. Canada. Uh yeah, it's true. It's yes, true. <laughs> uh okay, so the Aldous Sounders made a trade earlier this year. This year, Adam, what are you about? Yeah. They made oh. multiple trades. Oh they
1: has yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my dogs are going nuts right now. I don't know if you can you, They yes, like hear the joke.
1: Oh no, can't hear it. I
2: heard like a, a, a faint bark.
0: Okay, good, if you can hear them like I can, you know, it's not faint. my neighbors looking down at our windows, don't stare here, dude, weirdo. Um, I'm trying to stall because the trade tracker is not loading properly for TSN. Um, Guys, you know what I love, by the way? What do you love? A nice chilled bottle of green Powerade. Easier On top of that, I know. also love dissecting trades, like the Chicago Blackhawks giving up feature considerations, nothing. And the sense dumping to them the key desights up a 2023 20, second and a 2026 20, fourth. Alex, you had a funny text the other day.
1: Yeah, I just I listen, I understand why they made the move, and I'm not necessarily I'm a little critical of it, but I just I, I wanna point out why is no one talking about how he's made two moves like this now and he's given up draft picks he hasn't moved down he's given up draft picks he's given up a second a third a fourth and a seventh to get rid of nikita zaitsev and matt murray
0: kyle yeah. Let yeah. let
1: me let let me put this out there. Kyle Dubis, I I'm about to defend Ken Holland right now. That doesn't happen ever.
0: Oh Clip this people.
1: Yeah. Kyle Dubas and Ken Holland literally moved down in a draft to get rid of um Marazic? Who, Marazic, sorry, and, and Zach um, Zach Cassius. Yeah.
0: Kyle
1: Dubas traded Nick Ritchie. God, yeah, I forgot about oh, yeah. that. Got and, and a pick. Got back Ilya Labushkin in that trade. Who everyone said the Leafs needed.
0: Breakaway way short goal the
1: other day. For, yeah. There's uh, who else? Jarmo Kekalainen traded pennies on the dollar. Oliver Bjorkstrand for a fourth round oh my pick. Gosh, and bad. he got criticized bad. for it. Air money right there. Why is no one talking about Pierre Here, Dorian, some here's,
0: here's why, Alex. Um, because everyone it's kind of like why Meyer's been quiet. Um, everyone cares about Patrick Kane right now. I think that's why a lot of the attention is there. No,
1: but but they're all <laughs> I don't I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that because we're all talking about it. We're all talking about Nikita Zaitsev being moved, dude. And listen. You guys are going to have your battle about Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm going to be straight out. That trade is an absolute failure right now. Philip Gustafson is doing fine in Minnesota. And I understand. You know what? Philip Gustafson didn't have the best time with with, uh, the Ottawa Senators last year. But he is a young goalie and you gave up him to bring in Cam Talbot with one year left on his contract who had yes he had a fine year with the with the Minnesota Wild last year fine he's 35 he's 35 he's on the back end of his back end of his career because you thought your rebuild was done so you went into this season with Cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg as your two goalies and to get and you gave up Philip Gustafson. Come on, why? I, I don't understand
0: why no one's
1: talking about this. It, I'm this not, is
0: also not the first time in your recent memory they've given up a young goalie. Remember, um, who's the young guy they lost of the expansion draft? Chris Rieger. No. Nope. No. That was uh, that um, was Florida. No, Florida. Um
1: Florida. Oh, the no, guy sorry. who uh, played at
0: the University of uh, or the, Joey Decord. There Joey you go. Decord. Yeah. Out of yeah. The, Arizona it, State it, or whatever it is.
1: This also isn't the first year that the rebuild's supposed to be over.
0: Oh, there
1: it is. There it is. I, but listen, I listen. I think the Ottawa Senators have a crazy crop of prospects: Tim Stutzla, uh, Josh Ooh. Norris, Alex DeBrincat, who is not their own. Like they traded for him, fine. Uh, like, dude, they they brought in Alex DeBrincat and Claude Giroux, and then we spent four months saying, "Well, they're gonna get Jacob Chickering, and they did it. They didn't even make a move on defense. Why, like, how are we not talking about Pierre Dorian not getting a defenseman and then having to trade away Nikita Zaitsev and we don't even know what what their next move is, is except they might get a defenseman. Come on, that that's, that's ludicrous. That's I think ludicrous. You already,
2: you already said it there, right? That uh, a lot of people look at that prospect group of the draft picks they've had, of the people they've been acquiring, and I still think it's just that idea that that overarching idea that no just you wait you know this is going to be a great team you know they've they've had the assets and they will be a good team eventually but i think like you said they're jumping the gun here they're making moves that i think are counterintuitive of where they actually are on their timeline
1: this was a bit, and uh, uh, listen this was a group of fans who said we are going to they literally were of the opinion that they were going to be a playoff team this year. A hundred percent. They're like, we're gonna be a wild card team, or you know what, we might even make the Atlantic Division top three. And then they got halfway through the season and realized that wasn't gonna happen and decided to start harassing Montreal Yo, fans in the bottom the first,
0: ten. It wasn't even the first half. Like the Sens were looking bad. Remember when like their start, their first two weeks, like they won like one game. Um also, yeah, like God, just yeah, they just they love picking fights. That fan base. Um, by the way, I just want to mention uh, Mark Andre Fleury nine hundred four save percentage. Cam Talbot nine hundred five. Um, the reason I, I put Cam Talbot in the notes here is because um, it sounds like he's going to get traded. Um, interestingly enough, he did not start against the Habs on Saturday night last night. It was Mad Sogard. Fun, fun enough. Um, got the win, young man. Good for him. Uh, good for the tank as well. Let's go. Well, that top five pick, baby. Um, also on hockey night in Canada, it was mentioned um that they are looking for a D. They're not as concerned about uh term. It's not gonna be Jacob Chickering. They're also looking at centers, because obviously Josh Norris is just done. And Daniel, I found who had the report about Ottawa being interested on Pareco. Frank Saravelli said apparently they were amongst teams who called St. Louis on Colton Pareco. So it's going kind to of have, like, they're going to, they're making a move. Cause here's the thing. They could still make the playoffs. Um, the big thing sure. is they had a big win. They needed to beat Montreal last night, but they're, they have not four point nights. They have eight point nights coming up. This was mentioned last night by Friedman because they have two games upcoming against Detroit, which if they want to make the playoffs, they have to win those games. Those could right. determine both those teams. This season. Um but See, that's what's
1: going on in Ottawa. I I agree. They could make the playoffs once again. The issue I'm having here is, Friedman said like two or three months ago that they they called on Eric Carlson. They've they're Friedman like well they're calling on everybody all Checking the defensemen all yeah. <laughs> so is no one out there good enough or are all the prices too high? Like, listen, I could look like a complete ass tomorrow when they make a trade if they make a trade, I could. I'm uh, sure maybe I, I don't know But I just don't They've been we've been talking about them making A trade for a defenseman For months yeah. and they haven't Done it this is like Adam and Alex Kerfoot okay yeah. Make the trade then. like there's There's there teams making moves Every like the, uh, There are teams making Moves What what Aren't you willing to give up are you Going to give up your first round pick this year Probably not because you don't know if you're going to make the playoffs or not. Are you going to give up your prospects? I don't know. You're no one saying anything. Well, well we're not good. What was the thing they didn't want to give up Uh Ridley Grieg or Ridley um, Greig. who's the other one? Tyler Boucher and a Jacob Shakerin deal. No, no, not what?
0: Tyler, not Tyler Boucher. Um, He's playing.
1: Oh, Tyler. Really Clevin?
0: No, not Tyler. Clevin. Uh, I think um, their sense may, sense may have gone on about him, but that's not the one you're thinking of. Um, Oh God, he was scoring really well at the start. Oh, the Shane season. Pinto. Shane Pinto, that was. A- there you go. Yeah. yeah. They
1: didn't yeah. want to give anybody up in a Jacob Chickering deal. Why? If he's that good, you're gonna get the defenseman that you wanted. You have to give up something to get something. If Jacob Chickering is as good as everyone's saying he is, and I would agree he is, you're gonna to have to. That's why they're asking for three first round picks or equivalents. I just make make the trade, like I please.
0: Um, to finish off the stuff here and well this is basically non-trade trade deadline new stuff uh, first off Nazem Kadri nice reception last night on his return to Colorado always very nice to see that um, even tweeted about it afterwards uh, Patrick Marlowe officially had his number retired by the Sharks last night uh, shout out to Joe Thornton crying uh, that was very heartwarming to see happy for Marlowe that organization happy about that any, any, any words on Marlowe
1: no uh, mm- his impact on player, like, listen, I, 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 can speak on it for the last few years. I think it's uh, the impact he's had on younger players for sure is tremendous, and I think the impact he's had on San Jose, just oh, yeah. the, yeah, th- him being captain and taking that away, like sometimes that doesn't go well, but it he went, it, it, it ran and it's and it went so well there like the maturity and the respect that he has for that organization and the respect that everyone has for him uh, you, you there was no other way of looking at it except retiring his number and also he has the most games played
0: it's yeah. it's really funny that it, it's almost like i feel like anyone who's had their who's been stripped of the captaincy in San Jose might have their number retired <laughs> thornton could be there uh, yeah. Pavelski wasn't stripped of it but you know that didn't end super as well as Sharks fans want uh, it's a tradition in San Jose
1: yeah who I'll, is it right now Couture yeah he's the captain okay.
0: yeah,
2: yeah I, I don't know I think just for me being able to see him play for so long um, you know what you guys said the amount of games played his consistency and what he means to the San Jose market for hockey I also see a player that Like what you said, you went through the went through being the captain and not being the captain. Went through very poor seas, not poor seasons, but like in terms of what he was expected of at the time. He had like fifty seven point seasons, and then he he's kept with it. And he was a guy that when we had the Olympics with the NHL players, that he was a guy that they always mentioned we have to have a guy like this on the team, and then seeing it up front in Toronto, seeing what San Jose was always able to see, seeing a guy that really did help. And I think I didn't like the three years, but we liked the two years where it was very beneficial to see what he was able to do with the younger guys like Matthews and Marner.
0: Um, you know, I always love mentioning the fact that those ducks teams that had the likes of Perry and um get, Slab, get forgotten to be as, his- of in the early 2010s, how much of a force the Kings and the Sharks were, sorry, Kings and um, Blackhawks, uh, the Sharks are in that same breath. Um, like Patrick Marleau is probably a hall of famer. Joe Thornton's going to be a hall of famer. Um, and those two put that market on their back and their team. And we're one of the best organizations for like 15 years. Um, guy deserves everything. And hopefully soon rather than later, we see the same thing happen to Joe Thornton. Um, Pat Hickey is officially retired, covering the Habs and all that. Um, Nice little moment. I just wanted to mention that last night. We talked about it a few weeks ago, but it's officially happened. Um, There was a nice toast to him, apparently, from the Habs before the game last night. He got a little jersey and everything, so that was really nice. Um, uh, Jeff Merrick last night uh, mentioning the original report from Haley Salby, in which I saw people sort of forget about the fact it was from Haley as well, so credit there. Uh, The PWHPA is set to announce their new league. It should be happening hopefully around uh, March 10th to 12th, maybe the 11th, it seemed like Merrick was further pointing at. out. The PWHL would become the new name, and the PWHPA would become the union. Looks to be having two Canadian teams for American. Hopefully it's Toronto and Montreal.
1: Probably is. Yeah, maybe. Would be
0: my uh, guess. Good step for the Women's League, even though, again, we're going to two leagues. Great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind the two leagues per se, like it's not great, I guess, but like uh, these people need somewhere to play would be yeah. my argument. And if you're not going to have if you what the PA the PHF has um six teams as well, like they're you, they are going to need somewhere to play and I think them playing here and there i and i think they would agree with this too isn't particularly a sustainable model especially when it comes to when they're working up to olympics uh championships or whatever the case may be so i think the ability to play competitive hockey more than a few times here and there leading up to tournaments is is more than beneficial
0: anything from you dan shall we move on to joe Quinville?
1: Move on, to Joe Quinville.
0: So, uh, this was reported on Insider Trading from Darren Dreger. So, Joe Quinville and Stan Bowman are working at getting back into the league. Um, Joe Quinville's been working with Kim Davis. Stan Bowman has been working with Sheldon Kennedy's group and Kim Davis. Um, now, listen, I'm all for second chances and um, people learning from mistakes and, and all that type of stuff. I just can't swear on this show, but I find it very BS that. Um, two people at that age through that much experience in the game are really going to change and I can't wait to see the teams that decide to bring them back Um, because I will publicly shame you uh, to the nth degree because they should not be in the game Um, you know that's all I'm going to say on it
2: I'm going to say is you know it it is what it is for hockey you know it's always going to be the same guys that know each other and They're always going to be having these types of chances. So, I don't know. Like I think it's still, I think for us following it, we could separate it. But I think for a lot of people that they see these names, they're not really separating the legacy from what went on in Chicago. So, I think that's kind of something I'm thinking about.
0: You know, I I really hope Kim Davis isn't too distracted by Joe Quinville. Hope it's not too much of a distraction. You know, as Joe Quinville put the situation, I'll remind everyone, distraction. A dick. Um, Anything else? Move on to Pittsburgh? Sure. Okay. Yeah. This is something that I am personally offended by because I heard 32 thoughts talk about this. Now, Pittsburgh and St. Louis are sort of in similar situations this year. A few days ago, after getting absolutely trounced by the Oilers, there were fire Hextall chants going on in Pittsburgh. Um, now also leading up to this Craig Berube basically called out his big players. And I think you can very much put emphasis on Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, who have just gotten big extensions. Um, Robert Thomas disagreed with the comments and um, all of this type of stuff Um, leading up to this game. Now it's funny between leading up to this on the Pittsburgh side of things, because Barry captain was waived and then the blues picked him up. That was really interesting. Now, if you look at Craig Berube saying up uh, playing without passion, without um, all this types of what was without um, there was one phrase he used where I can't can't remember exactly what he said, um, but I want to compare. Everyone's heard the clip, and I want to compare it to this quote that Mike Sullivan had. So, Colt Sullivan on Kaepernick's this is from the Pittsburgh's uh, official uh, Twitter account. Colt Sullivan on Kaepernick's absence from practice. Hexy informed me that um, before practice. That he was held out because he's going to go on waivers here this afternoon. Hex I'm sorry, Sullivan on Kapanen. When a team doesn't live up to expectations, change is inevitable. That's a part of it. Cappy is a really talented player to a certain extent. It's all on us because we didn't find a way to maximize his potential. Now, I'm of the opinion Kapanen has gotten so many chances. Anything else is on him. But I just want to highlight the difference between I just I don't know how often coaches actually take accountability in this league. And listening to 32 Thoughts talking about this, and Jeff Merrick had this sort of quote basically saying, our generation is basically who he's talking about. And this idea of, of having a thank you letter in the mail and how our generation, I just, I think it's such BS that people seem to think our generation at everything wants to be told, you're your job. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I think the difference you have right now between Craig Berube and Mike Sullivan, by the way, the Penguins ended up winning the game against St. Louis and they deserved the hell out of it. I think we're at an age right now where it's not just everyone being soft, by the way. I think what it is, is do you realize now more than ever, you cannot coach a group, you coach individuals. And I'm starting to really think Craig Berube does not know how to do that.
1: Wait, sorry. Say that again. They're coaching. You're coaching a group. individuals,
0: not just a group. The best coaches, one management style, one coaching style does not work for every single player. Not to mention, I'm not even mentioning the fact that all the trade the Blues have made recently. But let's just get over the fact that this is a generational thing. Shut up. I just want to bring that up. Uh, okay? Also,
1: let, not- let, can I, before you go on, I just want to add to that that yeah. part. Yeah, I always find that amusing because who are the parents of this generation? Listen, I love my pa- I'm not this has nothing to do with my parents. They're they they do not complain to me that I'm that my generation is soft. But let's be real, the people complaining that our generation is soft is the generation who parents our generation. I'm that's all I'm saying. That's a good that's point. all I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> right I'm way. not making I'm not you infer from that way you will.
0: You also know how some people are like, you know, I want I want a better life for my child. Oh, they have a better life. I'm going to go through it. Shut up. I'm so <laughs> sick of this whole thing of like, oh, they're the millennials. By the way, stupid is it that some people don't know the difference between millennial and Gen Z. It is such a difference. I cannot stand it. Craig Barube, man, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, your goalie's not good. Your goaltending has been abysmal. You just traded your captain. You had another guy who the relationship between the team just was instantly on fire the moment uh, Terry Segal didn't get the captaincy. You didn't keep Alex Petrangelo, your last captain, an Olympic-level defenseman at the time. Your defense has been such a stupid mess with the contract that's given out. And you want to give out about they don't try? And then everyone else has this thing of, oh, my God, it's the young guy. Shut up. Stop it. The Blues, the messages out there the message is not clear in with Barube. Okay? The message but, is gone. They need a new coach. The guy no, but, and not to mention Oh, sorry. Go on. I'm just No, but uh, the, the thing is is
1: everything you just explained has nothing to do with Craig Barube. Every every everything you just explained has everything to do with the person above Craig Barube, which is you said they didn't keep Alex Petrangelo. I, I'm not saying I'm I'm not blaming Doug Armstrong. All I'm saying is Alex Petrangelo no longer being there is not a Craig Berube decision. Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko no longer being there is a Doug Armstrong decision. The defense is a Doug Armstrong. While how they are deployed is a Craig Berube decision, the mm. contracts handed out are a Doug Armstrong decision. The only thing where Doug where Craig Berube has um, more influence would be the captaincy. In the in the things that you're describing, I don't disagree with you. I just think there is some validity to what he is saying, though, because it I think it's different than what what uh, Sullivan is talking about. I think Sullivan was just being nice. The I think he just has a bit a better understanding how to deal with poor situations when you're in a frankly winning franchise in recent memory. Like maybe I'm too harsh on players, but when you are making the money that you are and call me a boomer, call call this a boomer take if you will. But when you are making the money that you are, you, the coach should not be, it should not be the guy who gets you started in the morning. He shouldn't be the guy. You're making $6 million for example, damn right you start on time what have we been yelling about in in, in Toronto at least for the last 7 years is about starting on time and giving your effort it shouldn't be the coach to push you to start frankly it really shouldn't be but like that's my that's my thing
0: here's sort of let me clarify that yeah so the reason i i mention it is we know that the third line in Pittsburgh has been abysmal all year sure but I would argue Pittsburgh are still in a position where they can make the playoffs. Now, obviously they have Sidney Crosby and all that, but let's not, if we go back a couple months before the Blues started making all their trades, they still had their roster and it was a mess from the start. There is some responsibility there on the head coach that I will for sure. say for sure. Um, And I just, I don't think a coach mentioning the money helps anyone at all. I get it. I get it is true. Um, but I, I just don't think that that is the message you want to send because, okay. So before the Thomas, I think I remember Thomas's extension kicks in this year or next year.
1: Uh, they both kick in next year.
0: So if you want to talk about money currently, uh, do you have their cat friendly up right now, Alex? Uh,
1: I'll open it up real quick.
0: When you do, can you tell me if anyone on that roster currently makes more than $7 million AAV when it comes to forwards, please?
1: It's not Braden Shen, no. He's no, not. Braden Shen makes 6.5.
0: Okay, so your highest paid forwards are the ones you traded away also, by the way. Tarasenko right. was 7.5, Riley was in the sevens too. So if you yeah. want to bring up money, let's also bring that up, dude. I just, I don't buy Craig Berube anymore. I just don't do it anymore. And this whole notion of he played a hard style. and He was, what, so basically he was a depth-hitting guy is what we're going to point out here. He was like an
2: enforcer, basically. Here.
0: That doesn't mean dick all about being a coach. Okay, you may get what it's like to play, but it's kind of like, did you see that clip of P.K. Subban sort of rolling his eyes at Mark Messier? Yes. Like, I will always, at, at first, respect the take from a guy like Wayne Gretzky and that, because it's Wayne. But the way you played the game to how it is now is completely different. So I understand and I acknowledge he has a Stanley Cup as as a coach. I can't take that away from him. But, dude, do what you can with the tools you had. It's not even just like a, a thing of, and maybe I'm contradicting myself about the players, maybe not being in a great space right now because the GM is sort of blowing up a lot of parts of the teams. But let's not also forget the fact that, you also had a part in the way this team has, has, has performed. You had this full roster at the start of the year that made the playoffs last year, that mm-hmm. won a round to my chagrin, poor Minnesota. goddamn, damn it, I've lost faith in you. Um, I just, I just, I just saw what Barube said. And I just had this thing of like, it's hilarious that coaches never seem to ever take accountability. And it's just, it's so rich to me that it came together against the Penguins and the Penguins came and had a great victory and the Blues were garbage again. It's just so funny to me. It was, it was a perfect collision course. I just think, um, and listen, hey, Armstrong's not, you're right right? to mention Armstrong, a lot of that. Maybe I'm being somewhat unfair to Craig Berube, but some of this is on him too. And I'm not fully excusing the players too. What I'm saying also is I think you have to, what do I always talk about perspective here? Is half of the big leadership group and big parts of that cup run are now gone. we're not doing well and now my coach is dogging me because I have money and yeah we're not playing well but is that the message is that how you get players to play in 2023 I just don't think it's I don't think it's the right approach is I think the way I'm going at it it's just mirroring them in Pittsburgh. And again, I, I mentioned Pittsburgh's roster and the leadership they have there is much different. Sidney Crosby is the goat, obviously. You know, kind of sure. But that's just um, I just I didn't I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it.
1: I just like I I get yeah I get your point. I just have you seen how many times. John Cooper has called out his team. Fine, he hasn't brought up money. Fine, but John Cooper to like he's my the, I think he's the best coach in the NHL yeah. right now. But I think you would agree he's one of the top coaches too. But he's called he called out his team in the playoffs. Yep. He's called out on his team multiple times. Like, is it then a would that would is it then you're saying it's more of like. A, on a situation basis because like p- p- they coaches have called out players and coaches have called out their entire teams yep. on multiple occasions. Like I yep. what's the what's the issue here? Is it that he talked I about think money?
0: The money thing is really big. Yeah. The money well, thing is a different is level big. of
2: success, I think. You know, with John Cooper, I think you have that roster and you He's you know what's expected. Four finals. Right, yeah, you you know what is expected of them, and there is that standard. I think with St. Louis is they have the cup, but then you know it's a tailspin after that. That maybe, and I'm only speculating. Brube had his guys that he won with. Robert Thomas was a depth guy on that cup win. Jordan Kyra wasn't in the NHL yet, and maybe it's just his own frustration, where because he does seem like one of those old fashioned coaches, like where he has those guys, and those guys mm-hmm. are gone.
0: Well, don't forget that. What was the big story? It's like Kairu's 505 ice time was always sort of like, that. Uh, it's not as much as you would expect it to be. I think that's a good point. Um, oh, God, I have a headache after that. Um, God, It's just it's just annoying. Do you guys have a thought on Captain and being claimed by the Blues, by the way?
2: I think it's uh, his last chance.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This is his
1: last chance. Yeah. I, I don't yeah it's hasn't been a it's been a downfall for Kasperi Captain. it's been tough hopefully he gets it back in St. Louis like there's holes now that need to be filled right you trade a, you've traded three forward four forwards now with Barbashev like there's holes to be filled you're you're gonna get your time this is yep. if there's a time to shine I would have argued it would have been Pittsburgh but I, I yeah uh, we all thought is, that Remember yeah that? right you play next to Crosby. You play next to Malkin. Didn't work. This is your time to—I—I I, I would argue—step it up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Can, can I? I—I I, I think we're moving on, but can I yep. bring up? You brought up the PK Super and Mark Messi, I think I, I wanted—I just—I just—I just wanted to say something about that because I—I went, my dumbass went through the comments, which was obviously the mistake, because. I forgot hockey fans are traditionalists and I'm not going to use the word I wanted to use, but whatever. Um, have, any, have you guys by chance watched first take or ESPN at all with JJ Redick?
0: Yes. Do you enjoy it? Um, I, I, I mean, when, when mad dogs on it, uh, I go back and forth, but I like JJ.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's my question. Do you like JJ? Yeah.
0: I like JJ.
2: Pretty interesting. um, Right. I have a weird take on this. But the thing is, his personality, because there's a short doc and a few articles on it, his personality of how he was one of the most hated NCAA players ever when he was playing for Duke. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's shown explicitly right now, but I think with his podcast and now that he's not in the league anymore in the NBA… There's that tinge or that feeling of it where he's coming back to it. So right. I, I could see that.
1: The the thing with the the reason I wanted to bring this up is that listen, I know nothing about basketball. I know very little about basketball. So I don't know if his takes are right or wrong. But what has been missing in to me in hockey media, let's call it, is the um conversations, the debate. When I click on an ESPN YouTube video with JJ Reddick and Stephen A. Smith, I know nine times out of 10, there is going to be some type of debate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care that Mark, listen, I Mark, when Mark Messier is on TV, I don't care that he has Stanley cups. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't. He's also kind of boring. He um, is. Yeah. Like the, the thing is, is I do if Mark Messier takes that personally, Honestly, grow up. Grow up. Like it's TV and it's, and you're giving your opinion. Oh no, PK Subban disagrees with me and he's, he's adding a bit of personality to it. If you honestly think he's taking that personally, grow up. That's, that's, is that not what we want? Am I confused? Do we not want a little spiciness? I'm tired of, respectfully I'm tired of watching TSN and sports intermission shows and it, it just being ag- everyone agreeing with each other we saw it the, like yeah. twice we saw it twice with Kevin BX and um Jennifer Botterell, where they disagreed on something and it was that was entertaining that was I got something out of that because I'm getting two different perspectives and I'm sure neither of them took it personally
0: no and then he like, just we're gets shut down by Ron McClain. Like,
1: we're all. Like, I, I. This idea. Like, you. I. It was screw Even if it, it wasn't disrespectful, man. He was like, ah, I don't get it. I'm just so over people being. Everyone knows it's not good. But then when there's a little bit of change, it's like, it's the freaking hoopla. It's I'm like, over oh, it. The, they're ruining over, the game. I'm yeah. over it. I'm over it.
0: It's. Uh, it definitely feels like Canadian media a lot is just sort of we have to be smiley and happy and love each other and it's like man, um, no, you don't. I don't care. Disagree. It's just I don't. I don't know. It's just um, I know what you mean though. There very much always feels like that sort of oh, you know um you know, small community Canadian. Uh, I, I hate. It. I I don't like it either, man. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, to finish off, simply put, our uh, best wishes to. Sp- Spencer Knight, young man going into the NHL um, uh, players program. Um, just you know, wish him the best. Um, simple as that. Hope he's uh, hope he's good, and uh, hopefully he can come back and uh, continue to be uh, you know the young talented goalie we all know he is. Exactly. Um, and uh, that's everything for the show. Um, ooh, so our next podcast is Wednesday. Yeah. And then after that is the deadline. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Wednesday is gonna look. I don't know how Sunday is gonna look. Well, Sunday will be busy because no, it's post-deadline. Be yeah. Wednesday, I am worried to feel how that's gonna be. We may have a Timo Marge, right? That'll mm-hmm. be fun to talk about. But um and um yeah. Maybe Patrick Kane by then, who knows? But um that's everything for now. Thank you for listening. We will see you um Wednesday probably. Yeah. Um. Easy. Check us out wherever you listen to your podcast, and we're on all the social media, especially TikTok, Facebook. Don't forget Facebook. Um. Stitcher for podcasts. Never forget. Alex, why are you doing a peace sign?
1: I'm saying bye.
0: Okay. Peace. All right. You know. Um, I wasn't
1: hurrying you up. I was just holding it up, man. Like, you know,
0: I was just wondering. I was like, is he doing a thumbnail? Like, no, no. Um, Two more minutes, Adam. Um, no, and that's we not. Will, uh, <laughs> 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 um. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you later. Goodbye.